Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Give me two. Hey, everybody. Michael Govia, Christopher Deary. It's the Palazzo Podcast, Two L's, Two Z's. We are live here on YouTube. And I think I threw on the Facebook stream today. I never use it because nobody uses Facebook. But why not? If you're on Facebook and seeing us, let us know. Give us some comments. Jump in. Make a connection with us. YouTube is the home base. I see our subscriber base is growing. I'm very happy you guys are making the effort. Welcome to the show. We got prospect shows every week. We got the big show with me and Deary every week. We cover it all in fantasy baseball. I believe we do. We get there at some point. Yeah. Once we get done with business. Well, yeah, there's a lot of business to tend to every week, and we got to be patient about that. And today's show is really simple. We're going to talk about who our boys are. You know, there's a lot of guys that we like, and it's time to share it with you. I'm not excited to do that, but that's part of the job here. If you're going to go on the air and talk about fantasy baseball, you have to express who you dig and who you don't. You're my boy, Blue! And whoever your boy is, we want to let you know from our hearts, straight from our hearts, dearie, we're going to share the truth, right? It has to be from the heart. It's not coming from Deary and Govier unless it's from the heart. Zing! Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we're honest people. Keep it real here on Plots of Podcast 2Ls, 2Zs. Utah! I'm going to get right into Give the business two. because, boy, there's a lot going on. I got a draft tonight that I'm going to talk about. That'll be fun. And there's a lot going on here as we gear up for Tout Wars and and Vegas with the main event. And a lot of you are doing your drafts or you're scheduling your drafts. Uh, what about you, Deary? When's your next big draft? Oh, boy. Let's see. So, yeah, Razball started on Monday. Uh, we got about 10 rounds left in the Palazzo Podcast League 5. TGFBI's winding down. And then I got my home leagues coming up here in a couple of weeks. We got Keeper Deadline for my 14-team, 12-keeper league. So deadline is on the 12th, and then we will draft a week from the 12th, so on the 19th. And then the day after that, I got my home league, 16 teams. So uh, really gearing up here. They're gearing up, folks. Look what's happening. It's all happening here on the Plotso Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Please follow us. Connect with us. The Twitter's growing a little bit. That's nice. Uh, We get some comments. We get some suggestions. And we get a few DMs here and there, which is always... 
what makes doing the show worth it. Connecting with new people and seeing what they think about baseball, what they think about life. You know, dearie, we just, we're not just people who talk baseball. We have lived life. We are human beings. We've been around 42 years now, folks. So uh, throw anything our way. We have the experience. Well, you'd like to think that's the case, but you know, sometimes these things don't go according to plan, but we make the best of it here on the Palazzo podcast. I'm, I'm a little concerned that, you know, you do too much prep and you fall into the traps of overthinking things because you start to look at every player or every roster construction. We've done two different shows here that you can see on our YouTube anytime or on your preferred podcast platform where we talked about strategy, not just player analysis. This is the first show we've done in a bit. We're actually going to talk about some players because you people love it. We love it. We're not going to deny that, but it's important that we don't get too up our own asses here, you know? <laughs> well, I think draft prep, prep, the last two shows were very important. Uh, certainly helped me along as I talk about my experience over the last month here doing some drafts. And you know, a lot of people are gearing up right now, just like I am with a lot of their home league drafts. But like you said, man, sometimes too much content, too much research gets in your face. You start to second guess some things. Hey, as uh, Nice and Smooth once said, too much of anything can make you an addict. Sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. Oh, yeah. That's business time here, folks, as you hear Play of the Concords come on up. It's great that they never kick us off YouTube for this song. I don't know why. Maybe Play of the Concords loves everybody, and Play of the Concords says, Everybody, you can use our stuff. We're not going to be dicks about it. And if that's the case, thank you, Flight of the Concords. We appreciate that greatly. Chad's in the house. He says, All right, boys, I'm a real pickle here. I'm in round five of uh, the Fantasy Six Pack, which is... Something that Chad is representing the Palazzo podcast in, by the way. So a round of applause. He's representing us as a member of the show and our overall guild, I suppose. The Palazzo podcast guild has many members. And he needs the brain trust help. I'm pretty happy after four rounds with J-Rod, Witt, Woodruff, and Urias. Julio, that is. Now I have three guys at 5.4. Okay, well, who are those three guys? You're not going to tell us? Because we can't answer your question. I mean, he's got... You start J-Rod, Witt, Woodruff, Urias. That's a great setup. You got two aces. You got two studs who are first-round hitters. Sounds great. I mean, you could go in any direction at that point, right? Yeah, I, I, I like the start. You got, you know, pitchers out of the way right now. You got two guys that should give you, you know, a ton of wins. Uh, Woodruff's probably going to go 200 innings. You're not going to get the same from Urias. A lot of people are down on Urias this year, but, like, his suppression of contact is still good. The guy's going to continue to give you 15, 16 wins on a really good team. Looks like you got, you know, two studs there and you're, you're, you're first with Witt and Julio. That's going to take care of your stolen bases, hopefully some of your home runs. So I imagine you're probably going hitter here. I'd like to see who's around and who you're thinking. Yeah, we need to know that. What I mean, if you're in round five, it's 12-team league, I believe. So there's probably guys like, I don't know, a third baseman. I wouldn't want to take Bregman, and I assume all the other third basemen are gone. And you could consider someone like an outfielder, probably. You haven't taken an outfielder outside of Julio. Oh, here we go. Here's the follow-up. Thanks, Chad. I'm sitting on Edwin, Adley, and Luis Robert. Will Smith and Real Muto are gone, so I don't think Adley... Uh, Edwin prop Edley wheels. I don't know what that means. Edwin. Oh, wheels makes the turn. Edwin probably doesn't either, but CP is easier to replace. And then Robert is undervalued. I, I love Luis Robert this year. And I think you do as well. I know you have him in a couple drafts. I think if the, this guy's healthy, you match him with 
you know, Bobby Witt and Julio Rodriguez. Those are three guys that are going to give you most likely five cats right there. Um, at least someone who's been pushing up the boards a lot. Uh, I like him. I have him, him in an OPS league. I think he kind of is that cutoff of like top four or five catchers. And if you don't get one then, maybe you're doubling up a little later. Um, obviously, Edwin's probably the number one closer. And, you know, it's been my conundrum in so many Roto Leagues is what the hell am I doing with relief pitching? Last year, I absolutely screwed myself in so many leagues because I did not address it. I've done better so far this season by addressing a stud early on. Um, but man, you you go Robert here. You got two stud outfielders there, and then you you know you can kind of wait. Uh, is this five outfielder league? Do you know, Mike? Yeah, I have no idea. Nope, he didn't tell us that either. Hey, Chad, okay. that's a rookie move. Amateur hour on your part, dude. Zing. You should tell us exactly. How many positions need to be filled in a five-out for the league? I mean, we need more details of that. You say the fantasy six-pack, but that doesn't mean I know every category and how big the rosters are. You blew it, dude. You blew it. All right. And you should know better, Chad. You really should. All right. So let's get into business here. Like I said, we got a, I got a lot of drafts coming up here. I'm supposed to go to New York City in like a week, and I still don't have a plane ticket. Is that bad? I don't know how that works. I don't know how late you can wait. I don't know. Every time I fly, I'm usually buying the tickets like way in advance. But right. things are planned out way in advance as well. Well, this thing's been planned for a while. I just, I'm fucking broke. I don't have money. So it's like, uh, I really need to go to this because it's my first year being invited to Tout Wars. I take it as an honor. I mean, it's a big deal to me. I've, I respect the people who run it. And even though there's all these other people, I don't get caught up in your bullshit with, I'm an expert. And I'm a high-stakes player. High-stakes players are way better than experts, supposed. And nobody said they're experts. They're just analysts. So get off my lawn with that crap. Got it? Anyways, I'll get there next week. I'll get there. I'll probably just buy a one-way ticket, hopefully maybe tomorrow morning, and then I can figure it out on the way back. You buy one-way tickets, it's cheaper. And I don't know exactly when I'm supposed to be coming back or be there because the draft is on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. at the Edison Hotel. I don't know if people are allowed to watch the draft live because it's going to be covered on Fantasy Sports Radio for serious Fantasy Sports radio channel. and uh, okay. It's going to be interesting. It'll be a new experience for me. I love new experiences. It's nice. You don't always get a lot of new experiences in life, Jerry, as you get older. So I love a new <laughs> opportunity. Agree. Yeah, I feel like we already got everything in the bag in terms of new experiences, right? Everything we're doing <laughs> now is just retread. I've done it all, folks. Oh, Chad said it was a four outfielder situation. So there you go. Hey, Tim's here. What's up, Timmy? Tim, my main man. Tim Michael. We don't get to see you all the time. I'm so glad when Tim shows up. Shout out to Tim. What's up, gents? The ultimate question is, who would have been the PPE 2023 Royal Rumble champion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. McNeil was the champ last year, and Tim says that was a great pick. You're right. I mean, it's not too late. We can still try to pull that off again. Bounce back champion? I don't know. Maybe Lucas Lucas Giolito? Jose Barrios? There's some guys that had some real shit seasons that at the value they're at right now, I mean, bounce back could certainly really help a lot of teams out. So I'd be I'd be interested in maybe revamping that and doing that this year, but that was a Do you remember who the runner up was? My throat was destroyed last year. Um I can't remember who the runner up was. It was, it was someone a, it was a, I think it was a pitcher. Yeah, it does feel like it was a pitcher. Uh, but you can check out that show. It's on our YouTube a year ago. For those of you that don't know or are new to the channel, we did. We just went in full bozo form for the whole show. We did a Royal Rumble. Like, we reenacted a Royal Rumble with no visuals other than us imagining that it happened. And Jeff McNeil, it was the comeback, bounce back player candidate for 2022. And Jeff McNeil was the winner. And 
Jeff McNeil won a batting title last year, so hell yeah. Go Tigers. That's what, no, that's not it. God damn it. We deserve a lot of credit for nailing that one, dearie. See? Yeah, we had the intro songs, which was fantastic. We we didn't really hit on, like, what we thought we were they were going to do in terms of, like, turning around some stats or how shitty they were last year. But basically just we guys just getting thrown off the top top turnbuckle and over the edge and it was it was a lot of fun to do <laughs> oh i think tim is absolutely right it was kyle hendricks it was good thing that's why kyle didn't win because he wasn't i think kyle. i was pushing for hendricks too <laughs> yeah that would have been disappointing for us jeff mcdeal was yeah. definitely worthy of winning the 2022 bounce back player of the year royal rumble not kyle hendricks who is he's lost now kyle hendricks is over yeah. for me i don't even consider it drafting him whatsoever I haven't even seen his name up on a draft board anywhere. <laughs> and, if, and if it is, it's like round 35. And by then you're just like, all right, those are my two I like. Well, that's harsh, man. Yeah, that is finished. Wow. That's putting it mildly. All right. So, yeah. Uh, all right. That's the business of the day that continues forth. Shout outs to uh, Baseball Pods Bracket. Everybody, thank you so much. You guys got us through to the next round of the fourth annual 2020, 2021, 2022, 23. Yeah, it's the fourth annual Baseball Pods. Again, if you don't know, there's a lot of bubbles. Just because you're on Twitter, there's a whole other baseball sect or other fantasy sects outside of Twitter and certain social medias that, like, there's a bunch of, on uh, Facebook, there's a bunch of fantasy baseball groups that are talking baseball every day and that nobody ever talks to them. I, I'm not engaged there. I have no idea what happens. So you can't really be connected everywhere all at once. But Baseball Pods is a guy who, he just loves baseball pods. Chris, he's a good friend, and he's a good man. And every year he runs this for the fourth year now, the Fantasy Baseball Podcast Bracket. He organizes all the seeds, and I think it's actually 64 pods, right? It is 64 this year. I think it's the largest that he's done, and I'm grateful that we're a part of it. We have advanced around two. Right. So thank you, everybody, for advancing us. And we'll be up again. I think we won't be back on until Monday when the next round will start because they're doing – he does one region today, four regions, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then they'll pick it up, I think, on Monday. So come back and vote for us. I assume we already know who we're taking on, but I haven't looked it up, right? I think we're taking on Fantasy Six Pack. Really? Yeah. Oh, isn't that fortuitous? Okay, it's Fantasy Six Pack. Well, may the best person win or the best podcast win. Chad says, isn't he supposed to miss most of the first half of the season? Is that Kyle Hendricks? See, nobody even knows because nobody even cares. Who gives a shit about Kyle Hendricks? Sorry, Kyle. You've fallen hard, my friend. It's just it's the way of the game. It could be a cruel mistress. But, yeah, baseball pods bracket. Vote for who's uh, – let's see who's in the, today's bracket, by the way. We should always – because when we first did it, dearie, we were like a 14 seed, and we were just happy to be in it. And now we're a three seed. And I'm telling you, man, that's cool. <laughs> We've come a long way. We're in the top 12 overall, and we have no backing. No CBS, no ESPN, no RotoWire. There's no big monolith that supports us, dear. We do it all by ourselves, and it's all thanks to you guys, the community that we create together. And I'm not just saying that because that's what a politician would say or some CEO would say, like, it's our community. No, I genuinely mean, like, we got a crew and we got peeps, and it's tight, y'all. It's real tight. Yeah, I mean, we've expanded the team, and, you know, certainly with your prospect power hour, you know, there's some other guys a part of the, the community, and more than anything, we have fantastic listeners and people that get engaged in the live chat, so, you know, I'm grateful that we're a part of it. It's awesome that people, you know, voted and got us on to the next round, and, uh, you know, with this many podcasts in it, I mean, I was looking through yesterday and, you know, wanted to vote, but it's like, 
I don't know all these podcasts, which just shows you how much the industry has boomed in terms of podcasts. But I feel uncomfortable voting without knowing both podcasts. <laughs> well, hey, let's go live real quick. I mean, we're doing business time and it's already going on too long, just like it always does on this show. Take a look. These are today's challengers going head to head in day four of baseball pods. Follow baseball pods on Twitter at baseball pods. We got Rotowire versus Beyond Baseball. Deary, who do I vote for? I like to vote for the underdogs just for the hell yeah, of it. Yeah, that makes it fun, right? Why not? Rotowire is going to win anyways. Uh, Rotowire does great okay, work. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Jeff, and everybody, you guys are the – Scott Janstad, they're awesome. But, yeah, let's just give a, let's give it a shot. All right, then we got Hacks and Jacks versus Fantasy – or Fastball Fantasy. I don't know Fastball Fantasy. Oh, yeah. I like Hacks and Jacks. That's a great name. Sometimes it, okay. it, it, it's 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 almost like when you're doing the NCAA tournament bracket and you're like, who is the coolest mascot? <laughs> I know Hacks this is Jacks. not how we should be voting, but yeah, but I get people will probably be alienated because we're live voting. We're not really endorsing. We're just uh, we're having some fun with this here. So don't take it personally if we voted for a different podcast than yours. If you see this later or hear this later, how dare they? How can they do that? Just have some fun. It's a fun thing to do. Don't take it seriously. In the Cut versus Prospects Live Dynasty Edition. I know what you're trying to say, baby. I think I'm going to go with Prospects Live Dynasty. What do you think? I want to listen to them if they talk Dynasty. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't vote if we don't know. We probably shouldn't, but... uh, Oh, FTN Fantasy versus Dingers. (laughs) Oh, this sucks. This sucks, man. Robbie Baseball's our guy. Yeah, what are you going to do here? (laughs) And you can't see, like, what the percentages are of the votes being divvied up right now. No, Um, that's right. I have no (laughs) idea how impactful my – I mean, I work at FTN. Vlad is my guy. Vlad's my my benefactor. He helped me get into FTN. I work there, and it's his podcast with Matty Davis. I've loved both those guys (laughs) a lot. They're great dudes. (laughs) Shout out to those guys, FTN. And then Robbie Baseball and Ty and the Dingers Pod. Those guys, (laughs) shout out to them. We love those guys. What do I do? What the? That's a a shitty matchup. That sucks, man. Yeah, I'm skipping that one. You you know the guys. Even if you don't listen to the pod enough, but you you know the guys that are involved, or maybe you're playing some leagues with them, you want to support them. But when it's, uh, you know, a group of guys that you play with, work with, have done pods (laughs) with, uh, it's it's difficult. Uh, This is another tough one. Ariel Cohn's Beat the Shift. I love Ariel. Versus Fantasy MLB Today, which is Joe Orico's show from Fantasy Ethos or Sports Ethos. Can't remember if it's one or the other, but either way, I love Joe. He's a guy I got to know last year. He came on the scene, and I love Ariel. Ah! <laughs> this sucks, man. I don't have. <sighs> Dude, this sucks. What am I supposed to do, dear? You got to help me out here. Do you have any commentary, any uh, non-affiliated commentary that you could help me with? I know Ariel's a big uh, pickleball player. I enjoy pickleball. We have it over at my place of employment. So. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. You do love that. You know, this is right now. I kind of feel like Marv from Home Alone. That's how I feel right now. I don't know what to do. It's like I'm torn. I just want to scream. I want to let it all out. I know what to do. Wow, 
Wow, that was extended. <laughs> That's right. Very good, dude. That's from Home Alone 2, not the original. Uh, Bubba and the Bat Flip versus Wins Above Fantasy. I got to go Bubba and the Bat Flip. Those guys are really good. Congratulations. Oh, they're winning, too. It looks like they're going to win. Prospect 1, which is Chris Welsh's baby versus Dynasty's Child. I love Shelly. I love Welsh. God damn it. What's in the deep? Pole Hitter Podcast is taking on in the deep. I'm going to guarantee you right now, I bet Pole Hitter is going to dominate this one and win because I don't even know what in the deep is. I feel bad about that, but I'm sorry. I don't know the show. Both one then. Okay, why not? Because Pole Hitter is going to win either way. I know it. Look. Oh, yeah. 60 to 39. There you go. Yeah, Rob will move in advance. These other ones are too tough. And yes, I am going to bow out. I'm too afraid. It's too risky for me. I can't hang. I can't do it. Oh, Gnostic Baseball here. He says, In the Deep is a good show. Okay, well, Gnostic Baseball is a very wise and intelligent baseball person. Chad says that, yeah, you guys have to run through Fantasy Six Pack and circling the bases to cruise to the title. Oh, we can do that. We can do that. Cruise to the title. I mean, we don't care if we win. <laughs> <laughs> we re- no, we just said it's for fun. We're just having a laugh. Are you having a laugh? He's having a laugh. Just trying to have a laugh I want here. my part. I want my participation trophy. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten any trophies yet, so yeah, we we're supposed to make a trophy for the Plots of Podcast Invitational, which is currently going on still, and we're looking for the third time overall winner. Again, if you're new to the show, the Palazzo Podcast Invitational is a 15-team, five-by-five roto, 50-round draft and hold. No fab, no in-season work beyond setting your lineups, and there's an individual league that you can join. Still, the link is in the top pin tweet of the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's on Twitter. Utah! And then you two. sign up. You can win that league. And you also have a chance to win the overall title amongst all the other leagues. Right now, we have six leagues. So that's 15 <laughs> times six is 90. So we got 90 different competitors. It's pretty cool. So if you want to be a part of that, we're going to try to film more till opening day. Get your ass in there. Again, it's the pin tweet at the top of the Palazzo Podcast Twitter feed. Uh, okay, I think any other business here? Got so much business. Uh, oh, yeah, the Beat Go VA OC tonight. That's another thing. So I work at FTN, and uh, FTN works with the NFBC's YouTube channel. Subscribe to the NFBC High Stakes YouTube channel. I'll try to drop that link here in the live chat. I'm doing an OC live. I'm drafting a 12-team online championship. Overall prize is $150,000. Individual prize to win the league, which... I won an OC last year. It's $1,500, so that was nice. And I'm trying to do it again. So come and try to beat me. I think there's three spots left before we went on the air, if you want to try to be a part of that. And if you're not able to get in, you can still watch me live tonight, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the NFBC High Stakes YouTube channel. I'll be live drafting and talking about my picks and other stuff along the way. Uh, we got the Patreon rolling. I'm adding some new videos. I had some more five guys I released, which is a five guy player series for each team. I did the Oakland A's the other day. You can check that out. Uh, Groove Magovia every Wednesday. FTNFantasy.com. It's a free article. It's in front of the paywall. Totally free. Check out this week's article. I talked about some uh, players and some guys who did really well in spring training's past year. Did you happen to get a chance to read that yet? Because I thought it was interesting to go and look back at players who had great springs and what they ended up doing in the regular season. I haven't read that one yet. I'll check it out later today. I got an open day. Yay! Well, I'll give you a hint. There is a Greg Bird. A little bit of Greg Bird, that article. Had a really good spring one year. 
Did it pan out in the regular season? You got to read it at ftnfantasy.com. Groove with Govier. Please check it out when you can. And there you go. Of course, we're on the quest for 500 subscribers. Please subscribe to the YouTube. If you come by, just hit the subscribe button. That's all you got to do, and then move on. That's it. I don't care if you ever come back. Just subscribe once, please. Two seconds. Two seconds. That's right. All righty. Yay, we did it. It's time now to get into what we usually call leading off. All right. So I wanted to talk about spring training hype. You know, I did mention that I worked on some of that in my Groove with Govier article for this week at ftnfantasy.com, in case you didn't hear it for the 10,000th time. And Jared Kelnick's getting a lot of run because he's starting to bang home <laughs> runs and people are getting excited. Um, it can go either way. As I wrote about in Groove with Govier, there are opportunities where a player's on a trajectory that the spring propels them into a good season, uh, a next step in their growth. And other times you just get really fluky springs that mean absolutely nothing. They could, a guy could lead the league in home runs. Kyle Higashioka last year was like second overall <laughs> in home runs. How did his 2022 season turn out? Hmm? So a fantasy I, player? Exactly. Trevino I mean, he had 10 home runs for the season and barely batted 200. It was trash. It was trash. Jose Trevino outplayed Higashioka. It didn't mean anything. My point being is Jared Kelnick is on a growth pattern still. It hasn't gone the way we all planned, dearie. He's still only 23 years old. Are we buying this hype? Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, he's 23 years old, and it's almost like he's kind of been a spring training king here the last <laughs> couple seasons. And, man, everything just went awful for him last year. I mean, that strikeout percentage was absolutely deadly. And, you know, he was good in AAA again last year. Is he just a 4A player? I mean, he was at 295 and had 18 home runs in AAA last year and then got called up for about 50 games, and that K percentage was 33%. But, yes, he is 23 years old. He's still trying to figure it out. I believe there's still a path for him to get some playing time. He's got some speed, but he's got to learn how to hit the off-speed pitch. Guy can crush fastballs, hasn't been able to do anything against the off-speed pitch. Um, is it one of those things where it just never comes together? Um, I, I, I really don't know. I don't have any shares of him right now. Uh, oh, Is he a guy that could be a 2020 player? Sure, but he, the guy's got to be able to get tracked to have playing time, and if you're striking out 30% of the time, it's going to be really tough for you, but this guy was a superstar prospect. I expected a lot from him when he came up. I actually kept him a couple of years ago in a league, and you know, he was dropped not too long after that. So be interesting to see, uh, you know, I haven't watched a ton of spring training. Uh, you know, I, I get my little, you know, tidbits left and right from, from Twitter and some of the other podcasts that have been talking about spring training and, uh, you know, how much credence do you take into spring training? I don't take a ton into it. Wow, dude. Oh my gosh. Wow, dude. By the way, do you watch the new Chris Rock special? Uh, I, I watched the seven minutes he did on Will Smith. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, though. <laughs> you just you just fast forward to that part? No, it, it popped up on my on my feed, one of my social oh. media feeds. I'm like, oh, let's just press play and listen. Well, to clearly you weren't really rate. looking forward to it or didn't see it as a big event then. I didn't realize it was a live show either. Yeah, that was the whole thing. It was a, and Netflix doing live in real time. If he screwed up, he yeah. screwed up. Yeah, and he kind of butchered at the end, like his big kind of payoff at the end. He, he mixed up movies between Concussion and Emancipation, which Whoops. were two totally different movies. Yeah. 
I think they edited that after the fact, by the way. Did they? Yeah, because I, I didn't watch it live, and mm-hmm. I heard uh, someone else say that. He he biffed it at the end, and when I watched it, I didn't. I was waiting to find it. I was like, okay, he's going to screw up here. He's going to screw up here. Uh, he's going to screw up here, and he never did. And it does say edited, so they probably edited it uh, after the fact. Oh, boy. Yeah. Chad says, gambling that there is enough ADP truthers between me and my next pick that Adley falls into his ADP range and I get both him and Robert. So he just took Robert in the draft he was talking about. And Chad says, you can expect Robert to run into the center field wall later today and be out for a long time, which is very sad. Oh, that is so sad. Or, to you. or do like a Musgrove and drop some weights on your feet or something. <laughs> Here to pump you up. That's right. Pump it iron with Joe Musgrove. Chad says, Chris Tucker, funnier than Chris Rock. Oh, oh. Chris Rock has had some great comedy specials. Really funny. I mean, he's a funny dude. I've, Chris Rock was Pookie in New Jack City, which he also mentioned the special was funny. <laughs> and he also made it clear how much bigger Will Smith was him than him. And that made me yeah. realize, yeah, wow, he is much bigger than... Like, Chris Rock is like 120 pounds. He's very, very tiny. <laughs> 120. He's super he's skinny. Andrews like, he's never had any... He's just a little dude. And you don't really realize it because the way cameras set people up in movies to be bigger than life. Anyways, Chris Rock's funny. Chris Tucker was always really funny to me. And anytime Chris Tucker's in a movie, I'm down. I'm always going to be down. What about the World Baseball Classic? I don't care about it at all. I have no... (laughs) No. Like, we used to make fun of the World Baseball Classic when it came out because it was being manufactured by MLB to make this be an international sport. And it is an international sport. There's a lot of different countries that represent a lot of different players in MLB already. We already know that. But... I always thought it was kind of a joke, and it seems like right now a lot of people are taking it a lot more seriously than I ever remember. I don't know. I mean, maybe I got a bad attitude, dearie. Attitude's wrong. Your tone of voice is wrong. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know why people are into it and paying attention to it. Why? Gambling. Oh, people are gambling. <laughs> people are gambling on it because yeah. it's real pro players. Each roster is pretty stacked. I mean, there's some guys that have bowed out, but like. You know, a lot of these players on specifically the Latin teams, the United States team, and I'm sure you can gamble on this shit. So that's why people are waking up at 530 in the morning to watch games this morning. <laughs> I Damn don't right, care. dude. Damn right. Yeah, you're how can I forget about gambling? Oh, my God. I mean, baseball Todd's baseball Todd's. What if his name? What if his name was Todd and he loved baseball pods? Hi, I'm Todd. <laughs> I love baseball pods. He's smarter than that to have something that Famous Jay's here. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, Famous Jay? You look like a new name. I don't recognize you. So welcome to the show, Famous Jay. Round of applause to you. And, of course, we're going to give you a shout-out to you. You get it all here. Applause of podcast, my friend. Two L's, two Z's. You can't trust it. You can't trust it? Yeah, damn right. You can trust us. Christopher Deary, C. Deary. Utah. 1999. Give me two. Applause of podcast, two L's, two Z's. MJ, go via Twitter. Please follow us all. If you're here and you're new, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're watching this after the fact, forget if you don't catch us live. Make sure whenever you watch, just click that button and then forget about us. That's fine. But just click it once. If we could somehow get to 500 subs... That would be a real big boost to the channel. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. But yeah, World Baseball Classic, I don't give a shit about, and you don't care either. Oh, 
Okay, not, good. I don't care. Okay. I'd, I'd rather have some of these players, especially some of the younger players um, that have bowed out. I'd rather have them stick around with their teams, be in their, you know, spring training facilities, be with the coaches that they're going to be working with, be w- within their organization that, you know, they're going to work with as well. So it's fine for those superstars to go play, but I also do get very nervous about injuries. Oh, uh, famous Jay's in the Palazzo Podcast League. He's currently drafting around 38, so you must be in League 5. That's awesome, famous Jay. Glad you're here with us. How's the draft going? What are some of your picks you're proud of? Any picks you're disappointed in? I mean, today's show's about who our boys are, Blue. So my boy, Blue! You get any of your boys yet or not? Let us know. Fill us in, famous. That's, that's awesome. That's, uh, it's my league. Oh, you're in League. You're still yeah, drafting. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We are in round 38. I have oh. the third pick uh, overall. Oh, so you're head-to-head with Famous Jay, then? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who he is in here, though. Isn't Famous Jay a ICP guy? <laughs> Isn't that his name? Is that Ring of Bell so, to you? What were those guys' names? <laughs> Fucking ICP, Fago. Uh, uh, oh, they love Fago. You know, they have their thing every year, like the ICP retreat. It's crazy, man. I've seen photos of that thing. In fact, I had a friend of ours, Aaron, and his buddy went to one a couple years ago. <laughs> Just to like people watch all weekend. Yeah, I'm sure Famous Jay is a ICP guy. Am I wrong about this? I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Oh, no, that was Violent Jay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, Famous Jay. I did not mean to disrespect your name. It's Violent Jay who's an ICP, not Famous Jay. Wow, uh, dude. In the summer of 2000, I came home from college and I worked for the, you know, the city of uh, Novi, where I'm from. Oh, uh, Novi. I was checking water meters Novi. and Novi, they actually had, ICP had a recording studio there and I had to check their water meter, which was in their basement. So I actually got to enter their like domain and there was just girls walking around with bikinis on and shit. It was wild. <laughs> Can't do it. Wow. That's the uh, chat says he has his phone number. Is that true? Or are you just making that up? Do you know Violent J? It seems like ICP would be the kind of people that would just give everyone their phone number. I do believe that. Hell, I give everybody my phone number. I don't care. 734-489-3224. Give me a call, call right in. now. Yeah, give us a call. <laughs> a live caller. Send me a text. I'll put you right through the Bluetooth. We'll go live if you want to call me. 734-489-3224. Of course, if you're watching in replay, this is a replay, and you cannot call in. Anyways, I guess nobody gives a shit about World Baseball Classic in this show, so we don't have to worry about that. The only thing we do care about is if there's injuries. That's the only thing I'll be paying attention to. Is there an injury? Is it of note? Maybe we should pay attention to somebody who plays well. But again, to me, that's just like spring training hype. It could go either way. It's not, it's tiny sample sizes. We know how we roll when it comes to tiny sample sizes, don't we, Deary? Well, baseball more than anything, you know, even in season, you got guys that go on two, three week runs and then you don't hear from them the rest of the season. Right. Exactly. So uh. we're playing the long game here. <laughs> yes, we're playing the long game here. Look, long game. keep your eyes peeled. And if you're on Twitter, if you just pay attention to any sort of news feed, you'll get updates on anybody gets hurt. I've heard about Juan Soto's calf a lot. Tons of talk about Juan Soto's calf, and he wanted to give it a go. Mildly concerned, but it's not major enough. But a calf can linger. Remember what happened with Mike Trout a couple years ago? That calf lingered for months. And Josh Donaldson, calf injury. Lingered for a long time as well. Sucked some of the life out of his career. Calf injuries, as someone who's finally had them and never had them before until a couple years ago, yeah, they <laughs> suck, man. They really do because you're you gotta have you gotta have the bottom. It all starts from there. Whenever 
you're doing any type of movement, you know, running, swinging, and these guys are pitchers. Forget about it. It's a nightmare. But a guy like Jose Miranda, who did not go to the World Baseball Classic because of a shoulder issue, but he still had a double-dong game a couple days ago, that is the kind of stuff I read into as a positive, not because it benefits my viewpoint. It's simply because Jose Miranda can't throw very well right now, but he can still crush a baseball with two arms. So don't let the shoulder injury threaten you into any type of fear-mongering situation where you're saying, oh, I can't draft Jose Miranda. I'm afraid of his shoulder. They don't think he can throw. Who gives a shit if he can throw or not? He can hit, and as long as it doesn't impact his hitting, you should be drafting Jose Miranda. He's eligible at first and third. I really like Miranda this year, and that's not just to say I love him, but because of the injury, I might gain. And I'll take the gains if you guys are going to pass on him because you're worried that he might not play third as much and he'll DH more. Who gives a shit in fantasy? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you just want a guy to be able to play. I mean, that's more than anything that I'm looking at in spring training is guys that have those you know small injuries, but you want to see them be able to get some reps. Uh, I was watching a little bit of uh, Tatis the other night. He's looked absolutely horrid in spring oh, yeah. training. It's good mm-hmm. that he's being able to get a little bit of a buildup here. He's going to miss the first month or so of the season, but yeah, he looks completely lost up there. Does it mean people aren't going to draft him? I don't think so. <laughs> Um, boy, Tatis, yeah, he's uh, he's had a rough go of it. I I feel bad for him because he doesn't deserve this, right? Feel bad for him? (laughs) I don't know if I feel bad for him. Yeah, see, nobody feels bad for Tatis. He did it to himself. Can't do it. Can't do it. Don't want to be a part of it. And I'm pretty sure that everybody can say confidently right now, besides the money he got. I don't want your life. Yeah. I don't want that laugh right now, especially Mr. Tatis. Famous J says, I like my team so far, picking out of the 11th spot. Remember, it's a 15-team league, for those of you that don't know. I like Manny Machado, Trout, Olsen as my first three. So he starts with the third baseman, goes with the veteran Trout as an outfielder, and Mr. Matt Olsen at first base. I wanted to take Matt Olsen in a couple of my drafts, and I just I wasn't able to pull the trigger on it because I felt... I could replicate his stats later. And if he has a close to MVP season this year in that lineup where he's mashing 40 homers and driving in runs and scoring runs, he's not going to hit for great average. But if he has a great year, he could hit for 265, 270 in his probably his best version of what he could do with contact. Matt Olson is a guy that I wish I had and I don't. Yeah, it's weird because of where like his ADP is. He's going, you know, you know, third round, end of the third round, you know, maybe early fourth round, you know, Alonzo's usually gone by then. Goldschmidt is gone. Obviously Freeman and Guerrero are gone. So it's like, if you take also Olson there, I think there's actually just as good value a couple rounds later with a Vinny P or Jose Abreu. Obviously you're not going to most likely get the same amount of home runs from those guys, but you're going to get really good averages. Uh, Abreu, I think is going to have a ton of RBIs. Then you have like a Nate low after that and round seven or, or eight. That's really good average there. So Olsen's a guy that I've always loved. I have him in a lot of leagues in past, not this year though. Cause I just really didn't like the round that he was going in. I was not going first base in the third round. I'm, I'm generally waiting for first base in those first, uh, you know, three, four rounds. Well, you either go third base right away or you wait because I think that's how it plays out well. Takes the studs or you wait till about pick 200. I'm telling you. And I'll talk more about that when we get into who our boys are today. You're my boy, Blue! Here's Matt Olson's pitcher list page. I mean, I've showed some of these recently because I have the pitcher list pro, which I really enjoy. I'm a big fan of it. 
Beautiful graphics, like we said last year. You know, he hit 240. That sucks, but he still hit 34 bombs. In a season where power was hard to come by, he became very, very valuable. And if, you know, the word on the around the campfire this year, dearie, is that steals are going to become more abundant and power will be more scarce. So guys like Starling Marte aren't as valuable because you could get steals later. But guys like Kyle Schwarber are now legend status because he can hit 40 home runs, and that's harder to come by. I'll tell you this, dearie. I don't know how the hell you know that. Because you have no idea what baseball will be in play until opening day, folks. You don't know. You don't know. No one knows. So don't give me that shit. You don't even tell me. We don't even know what the ball is going to look like. What type of ball are we getting? When are they changing the ball? Exactly. Exactly. That's it. So, you know, that's why, you know, a guy like Ron Chandler at Baseball HQ. There you go. There you go. Yes. Okay. Bye bye. A guy like Ron Chandler at Baseball HQ who does his BAB system which is really cool. It's not just based on players going to give us this amount of home runs, which is ridiculous. We like to play Shiner Ride the Pie in our prediction game just because it's fun. We're, we're always going to be the kids in us when it comes to baseball. We want, eh, he's going to hit more or less than 35 homers. That's fun. But nobody, you can't predict. That's why projection systems are silly. Yeah, he's going to hit 33 this year because last year he hit 43, and uh, the year before that he hit 39 and his uh, home run to fly ball ratio went down 5%, so we're going to cut it down. Like, who knows what will happen? No one knows what will happen when it comes to predicting a player's stats. It's just, it's sir superfluous. A word I always try to bring on the air, and I always screw it up. I don't know why I keep bringing it up, but it always has a point, and that point is it's a waste of time. I mean, it's fun, but don't take it too seriously. If you're basing all your statistical decisions and your draft choices on you're expecting that many home runs or that many RBIs or that many uh, that type of whip, like a 103 whip for Jacob DeGrom. He'll probably have a whip less than that, but he only might pitch 30 innings. And that's the other thing, too. Nobody can predict. I saw this on Twitter the other day. Hey, we could predict uh, DeGrom's going to have 89 innings this year. Nobody has a damn clue at all, especially with a player like that. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's so hard. And it's like, you know, we look at projections when we do our shine and ride the pine. We throw some projections out there and nothing against those hard. guys that do all the hard work in there. But these are median projections. You know, they're not floor mm-hmm. projections. They're not ceiling projections. So, I mean, sure, that's a baseline to start from. And maybe you can say, OK, this guy will dip here. This guy might dip, dip there. When we start talking about our guys, I'm going to bring up some of these projections that I've seen that I feel are a little off based on the research I've done. Yeah. OK, well, let's get right into it then. Uh, I want to talk draft lessons and you know, real quickly, draft lessons. I got a draft tonight live on the high stakes channel for NFBC on YouTube. Please check that out tonight, 9 30 PM Eastern standard time. You can watch me draft, get some insights from myself and everybody else who'll be involved. To me, the draft lessons I can apply right now are that shortstop is a position that you need to get early. We talked a little bit about this last week. I see it as a, a very thinner position. I feel second base is super deep. Second base is so deep to me, in my opinion, at a certain point. I don't think you need to draft a guy like Marcus Simeon or any of the top. I drafted Simeon or Albies at least once already. I admit that. But I regret it now because I wish I just would have waited. There's guys that I love that I'm going to talk about in a moment with our who our boys are blue here this year. So second base is a position to wait on, and you should fill other holes. I think first base is another place you can wait on. Guys like Josh Naylor could be around on pick 220 are going to provide you with real solid returns. What's the difference between a guy like Ian Happ and Jake Fraley in outfield? You know, I don't know if there is going to be a huge difference in the end. So to me, 
I think taking outfielders early on who will be available depending on where you draft. Uh, I've been at the first and second pick a lot, which I don't like anymore. I, I want more uh, experience I later. I want to try to get – you don't like it either. I, I hate it. Uh, uh, TGFBI had the number one pick. Uh, Glorify had 15. I used to love having that kind of back-to-back. I, I hate it now. Where I'd really like to be in most drafts this year is between like five and nine. Five and nine. Yeah, I'm with you, dude. That's funny you say that. I want I want to get back there. Hopefully, when the KDS runs for tonight's draft in the OC, which is 12 team, I'm hoping I'm later in the draft. I pushed all uh, the KDS, for those of you who don't know, Kentucky Derby style, where you get to set all the picks in preference of order. Do I want to have the first pick first? Some people might put the 15th pick in a 15-team league first. You can put it all in the order you prefer. I really love that. Cameron's here. What's up, Cameron Payton? Cameron Patone? Is this like Nick Matone of the Detroit Tigers? Is there any relation or is it just a similarity in sounding? He says, when is the main event? The main event, folks, is on Saturday morning, live in Vegas. I do have our flight booked for Vegas, dear. We are officially booked, ready to go on March 25th, 11 a.m. local time in Nevada, Las Vegas, live. We're going to be live, folks. The main event brought to you by the NFBC. We're going to be drafting all morning long on Saturday March 25th. It's going to be a doozy for sure. And that's when the main event is. I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how it plays out. Anything could happen. Anything is possible at the main event. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad. Or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three, two, one. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Can we go back to... uh? Your shortstop thoughts for a second? Yeah, sure. Like, Where do you think that drop-off is? Because you, you talk about trying to get a stud early, um, and I've done it a couple times and actually regretted it just based on some of the guys that I saw later that I could have grabbed, but there's also some uncertainty later on. Where do you think that drop-off ends with those shortstops? In terms of e- e- elite guys. Do you put Seager up there? Is Lindor in yeah, there? Is no, it that's actually where... Deep? That's actually where uh, I have the turning point because I took O'Neill Cruz over Corey Seager, and I also recommended O'Neill Cruz over Corey Seager to some people because 
I'm a little concerned that there could be a little bit of regression for Seager. And I don't have any great data to give you, though. So it's not going to be... This isn't something that's going to catch on. <laughs> it's just my gut <laughs> feeling right now. I, I trust myself. I trust myself, guys. Yeah. Okay? So I'm going to stick with myself. I'll try to get some more data to prove that. But I think O'Neal Cruz is on the rise, and Seager had a really great year last year. I'm always trying to generally take guys who you know, didn't come off one of their, maybe their best season in the pros. And that arguably last year was Corey Seager's best season in the pros, at least from a power standpoint. Yeah. So yeah, that's where it is for me, Deary. Like Lindor's a guy I haven't drafted at all. And you could probably mix them in with Seager, but I also think that Lindor is in a really good lineup and he could have one of his best seasons this year. So I would have took him. I just did not take him because it wasn't, uh, it didn't work out in the draft situation, but that's where I see it right around that. 70th pick overall, whatever kind of uh, number of teams you have in a draft. Yeah, the Seager, Bogarts, Cruz, Tim Anderson area. That's where things break apart for me. I, I took Lindor in the Palazzo podcast, League Five, uh, from the third slot, you know, started the third round. I took him and I really regretted it just because in the fifth round, I could have gotten Seager, who I do like. I don't think that power is going to be where it was last year, but I think that batting average dropped, you know, ticks back up, especially with that shift being gone. And O'Neill Cruz was also taken in the fifth round, which which I, I like. And then in round six, Tim Anderson, you're not getting home runs, but I think stolen bases and average you're getting from. Dansby Swanson, I still like. I, I mean, last year he had a career year as well. Um, so I feel like I should have waited. I, I love the runs for Lindor. He's, I mean, he's going to score 100 runs at the top of that lineup. But, you know, I've been pushing, you know, wait on shortstops, wait on shortstops. But if you get to a point where in round six, round seven, round eight, it's like a lot of uncertainty there. Like Wando, Wander Franco coming back, Bogarts into into a new environment. Like, what are you getting from Carlos Correa as a fantasy player anymore? It's just it's so yeah. vanilla to me. Willie Adamas, like, can he hit 30 home runs again? You know, with that, you know terrible batting average so for for weeks and weeks and weeks i was like yeah i'm waiting on shortstop waiting on shortstop now that i've thought about it a little more i don't mind grabbing that shortstop in those first few rounds wow okay well, i'd like to have one by i'd like to have one by round five because i think i think that cutoff is you know the seager and seager and cruises you know then it then it kind of gets uh you know a little different and he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by struck him off I also think another 70, 80 picks later for shortstop when it gets past Jeremy Pena, uh, I'm suspect. You know, the Jeremy Pena, Amara, Ahmed Rosario area, uh, I'm uncertain about what Ahmed will do this year. He's going to be a free agent soon, so that's exciting for Ahmed, but it doesn't mean squat. Ahmed can hit for contact and he can steal bags, but maybe that'll be more of a a luxury this year because there will be more action. I'm not so sure stolen bases are going to skyrocket this year. The one thing I am certain of is there will be more action. And again, we haven't talked about this enough. We always talk about stolen bases, but the way the shift will change more opportunities for singles to drop in for certain hitters, like a, a Yasmani Grandel, you know, a guy who's a afterthought at catcher. That's a, that's another draft lesson here. I definitely want to get one of the catchers that are really, really good because even though there's a bit more depth than usual, it's not that much deeper at catcher. And guys like Grandal, who could have a nice bounce back year, but he's always been more of an OBP guy anyway. So if it's a Roto League, I don't want to really deal with him. Even though he could give me power, I just don't want to have Grandal in a Roto team. So give me uh, Kiebert Ruiz as a guy I drafted last week, actually. 
in TGFBI because I I felt that he would be a good complement with my uh, other catcher who was I'll pull that up and find out who that was but yeah I don't know that a lot of it's starting to take shape now dearie we're getting there Alejandro Kirk so Kirk and Ruiz are guys that could hit for a decent average at catcher and I was happy to do that but again like I said I learned a lesson from my TGFBI draft which is far from over by the way we're only in round 22 so I think a lot of people are done are you done (laughs) no we're not um, oh, I think you're we not have five or six rounds. It was really, really slow the first first week or so. But that's um, putting. It's funny as you get later in these drafts, some of these picks just go so much faster, and a lot of people just start auto picking because they just set up a queue. <laughs> yep, damn right. I wish I had not. I'm happy I took Trey Turner. I like I said, I had the second overall pick. I took Trey Turner. I'm fine with that. But Marcus Simeon, I wish I hadn't done, and I wish I had uh, waited because there's guys. Let's just get into it now. Let's get into our boys. We really need to do You're this because that's why people Blue. are tuning in. Yes. You. You're my boy, Blue. My boy, Blue. But boy. a guy like, oh, wow. I didn't know there was the nightcap on that. Brandon Lowe. Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau. Brandon Lau, you know, had a back issue last year. Really limited him. But he seems to be healthy this year. Came off a 39 home run season in 2021. He could hit for power. Again, he's another guy who's better in OBP leagues. But I would like to have him as my starting second baseman. I think he's one of my guys. Brandon Lau is second, though, to Jonathan India, who's another second baseman who's going around a similar area, a guy that you can get after the first 120 picks easy. Jonathan India had a great rookie year. He was incredible, and he was a first-round pick. He was a highly touted guy with a pedigree that's strong, and he had some injuries last year. He's going to get at bats at the top end of the Reds' order in Great American Bozo Park. I love Jonathan India. Last year, Jonathan India was like a top 80 pick, and now he's a top 150 pick. doesn't make sense. It's just because he had a he got some injuries last year. It's not because he sucked. It's just because he got hurt. So those two guys are ideal examples of guys that are definitely my boys. You're my boy, bro. And I love them as guys to wait on as your starting second baseman or at worst, your starting middle infielder if you have an MI spot in your drafts. Those two guys could be in the Intercontinental Championship for bounce back player of the year. I mean, yeah, like Brandon Lau, you were seeing him in some drafts last year, top 40 after that 39 home run season. And then he's injured and has a terrible year. And now he's outside the top 100 and it's a great value now. Famous Jay says they waited on second base and shortstop to get Nico Horner at short in round 10. Could tell Marte in round 14 to start. I like Nico Horner. I'm cool with that. I like that. I think that's smart because you can fill in other spots of your roster. I'm a little more suspect of Marte. I'm not really... Where do we stand at Cattell Marte at this point, Deary? Because I'm not. I think there's going to be a bounce. There's definitely going to be a bounce back. It was absolutely horrid last year. His, you know bat to ball skills are still very good he just he was just off last year i think he comes back i think he's a much better value i probably wouldn't wait that late for somebody um i like nico horner a lot um he's somebody who actually i have on here as as my guys and you know i talked about the projections earlier you know a lot of projections that i see out there have him projecting for about 70 runs why can't he have 90 runs at the top of that lineup He's going to bat lead off. He doesn't strike out. He's got amazing sprint speed in the 92nd percentile at 20 stolen bases, which could turn into 30 this year. Uh, like I said, he doesn't strike out. Are you going to get home runs from him? No, but that's a really solid three cat guy at the top of the, the Cubs order, especially where you're getting him at in ADP. 
I completely agree with that. I just am a little concerned. Oh, Chad says, I'm huge on Nico. Good call, Chad. I think a lot of people, everyone seems to be pretty pro Nico Horner right now. He's getting everybody all wet in their pants. That's putting it mildly. But look, you can tell Marte, it, I think that was a little more risky on your part, Famous Jay, but I respect you, and I want to thank you for sharing your stuff. Round of applause for Famous Jay. Love having newcomers in here talking about their teams, talking about the decisions they're making. He's in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational League 5, which is just makes me so happy. So happy that you're involved, Famous Jay. We'll see if Cattell Marte ends up being somebody that was, I guess, genius-level pick for you later on. Maybe we'll come back here in a few months, dear, and we'll call him a genius for making that genius, pick. Genius, genius, genius. I am a little worried about it. I would rather have Cattell Marte as a secondary guy, not my guy I was going all in on, especially in a 15-team league like the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. But that's okay. That's I, what we I disagree. think he's fine if he's filling your, um, you know, middle infielder, corner infielder uh, spot within your team. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Maybe you're talking me into it. I'm going to review it. I'll take a look at it. I'll go back in time. You look at his uh, picture list page real quick. I just want to share it because I think it's worth noting that uh, it was, you know, we all know he had an underwhelming 2022. It was not something that you were really excited to talk about with your friends at parties. There it is. You know? <laughs> People are talking Cattell Marte at parties. <laughs> yeah, damn right they are. They love that shit. Wow, dude. Look at that average, though, down to 240, a real bummer. He's blue, and not the kind of blue where you're my boy blue, but like the negative blue that you see on StatCast. Blue is bad, red is good. We all know that. Uh, let's see, 18% K rate, you expect that. Nine, almost a 10% walk rate, that's nice. You know that That's helpful. I would like to see more steals. He only had five steals. That kind of bummed me out. I wonder if he'll run a bit more. Uh, slugging down to almost 400, that's not good. You know, That would probably imply that his barrel rate wasn't all that great either. And uh, his oh, his, his, Yeah, his barrel rate was definitely down. Well, that would lead to his hard contact was 29.8. Ew, that's not cool. So, yeah. I'm, I would say, based on what you saw last year, no thanks, but at the same time, I like guys who show a pedigree from the past. We know they have talent. There could be a lot of things going on that we can't account for to bounce back. So in that respect, I'm open to it, and I'm going to look more into the, Cattell Marte. The, the guy's a 280 career hitter. There's no way he's batting 240 again, and he's got to at least get up to 260, and he's going to bat second in a lineup that isn't terrible, a lineup that's probably going to run a ton with a Jake McCarthy and a Corbin Carroll over there. So. Yeah. The, the thing is, is I mean, he had 32 home runs in 2019. There's no way that's coming back. Oh, no. 2019 was the ultimate bozo home run year. I don't want your life. I would love to have that life. I've been looking at stats so much, and every time I see the 2019 <laughs> version of any player, boom, huge. You know, whether it's Acuna, his biggest home run season, Alex Bregman, all these guys, that was their big bozo home run year. Jorge Soler, that was his 48 home run year. Everybody. Yeah. It was just the biggest juiciest ball ever in 2019 and that ball <laughs> if that ball comes back that'd be great but that doesn't really seem to fit with the narrative if you will that mlb wants more action not just home runs going over the fence famous jay says that i wanted india and lao but i missed that run so i decided to pivot until i jumped on Cattell Marte. i'll take the league anyway wow look at you famous jay yeah! talking shit i like it there we go that's what we need around here he also says that 2019 Marte would work for me well day <laughs> of course it would <laughs> Everybody, yeah. Everybody he would love that. that. Uh, Chad says that Nico could have a Cedric Mullins 2022 counting stat line with a Cedric Mullins 2021 batting average. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. So you're like getting the best of everything? That would be a top 50 year probably easily. It would be a top 50 year overall for Nico Horner. All right. Uh, Deary, who's a, you know, 
Who are some of your boys? Who's your blues this You're year? My boy, blue. You, you, you brought this guy up at the start of the show. I love Josh Naylor this year. Right now, Josh. his ADP is over 200. I have this guy ranked in the top 125. I mean, he had a 16.1 K rate last year through almost 500 plate appearances, 20 home runs, six stolen bases from the, the first base for first base position. He had his best home run, hard hit rate and launch angle of his you know very short career. I mean, this guy's only 26 years old. Doesn't swing and miss very much. I was looking a little deeper into some of his, you know, uh, contact. He was seventh in Z contact, but nobody for first baseman, nobody else in that top six had over 20 home runs except for Ty France. So I could see him in that kind of Ty France area. He's projected to bet six for a Guardians lineup that I like. Why is he not going closer to like the Reese Hoskins territory of like 115 to like 125? I love Josh Naylor this year. Yeah, buddy. Love me some Josh Naylor, too. I'm all about that action. I'm about that action. Let's do it. Let's ride. I think there's a lot of excitement, and it's worth getting Josh Naylor and waiting on him. He's not going to be risking playing time, even with Josh Bell there. Look at the lineup. It includes Josh Bell and Josh Naylor. Two Joshes for the price of one. Josh. So I'm excited about it. I'm with you. I think that's smart. That's a little. Oh, we got a phone ringing here. Goddamn landline at my mom's house. (laughs) Who has a what? landline still? What the hell? Why? My parents and your mom. Uh, you're in your 70s. You still got one. She's not even here. She's never here. It's just a, it's like a place to keep telemarketers in business. I think old boomers have telephone landlines just to keep telemarketers in business. Like there's some secret deal where they get a discount on the landline <laughs> and they get to yeah. keep them in business. What the fuck is going on around here? I don't want that life at all. That's I sure. don't want your life. God damn. I hate it. Go away. I over? get confused when I go to my parents and like the phone rings. I'm like, what's going on? You're going to pick that up? Don't pick that up. Yeah, the worst is when it rings at like nine in the morning. And I'm sleeping. I'm like, what the fuck? Turn it off. off I should turn Take them all off. off. Yeah, there's nobody calling of importance. Fucking landline. Hey, is Michael there? Hey, I'm come out and play. Is Michael. All right, Josh Naylor, I would agree. That's a great call, dearie. That's the kind of shit that gets me. Oh, breaking news. Yay. The 12-team OC has filled. We're ready to go for tonight at 9.30. It's full. Sorry, there are no more spots available. Just as uh, my buddy Vlad promised me, because I was getting worried as of yesterday, we only had four spots filled, but it always fills the day of. It's so funny. It's, okay, it's time to draft today. We're all ready. Well, that's good news. Yeah, you just got to push it out. Yeah. Push it out. Push Push it out. out. Well, I'm setting my KDS. I put my KDS from... Here it is. My Kentucky Derby preferences for the 12 drafting spots. 12, 11, 7, 8, 5. Those are my top five preferences because I want to see what it looks like from that. And I'm doing this really because I'm trying to lock in my KDS for my main event, which is the ultimate prize. So I want to see what it's like from these later draft spots because I've already had too much experience up front. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I ha- I have not been in a draft where I've been in those preferred positions that I usually have, which, you know, it has taken me away from getting the guys that I want. And this is why, like, I love playing in so many different leagues because it's like, okay, I can get my guys here, some other guys that I've been looking at that I want to grab, I can grab here yep. or there. But I haven't been able to do it because I've been drafting from so many of the same positions. So I think as we get closer to the season, I may, I may end up reaching for some guys because I, I, I want some shares of some certain guys. Mm-hmm. Damn right, my friend. All right, I'll give you another guy I love, and I mentioned it. I just got to get on the record. It's I do love Jake Freely. I am the Jake Freely guy. Jake Freely has been my guy 
For those of you like Brian K. Rodman going old school, they know I'm a Ty France aficionado for a couple of years. And yes, Ty France is still on the list, just in case you were wondering. But Jake he, Fraley. He is always on the list. Yeah, Ty he's France always, yes. For the end of time. Forever more, you will always be on my list, dear Ty France. That's putting it mildly. That is putting it mildly, James. I love Jake Fraley. This is his year. I love any Reds. In fact, I have a huge thing for Reds because I love their ballpark. <laughs> it has become the new. It has become the new Coors, dearie. Coors. It really has. Mm-hmm. It's an offensive paradise. So I want Reds players, and they got a lot of boomers on there. And I'm not talking about your grandparents or your mother or father. I'm talking about guys who got the boomstick who can crush the baseball. Jake Fraley is going to be at the top. I'm telling you, he's going to be in the mix at the top of that order. It might not happen right away, but he's going to be in the upper third eventually because he can mash. And it's not because he's having a good spring right now. I've been a Jake Fraley guy pre his spring training excellence in 2023. I got him in most of my dynasty teams. I do admit I prefer him a little bit more in OBP because he walks a lot more than he hits Mm -hmm. for average. I do admit that it gets me a little less motivated, but if he's going to be scoring a lot of runs at the top of that Reds lineup, hitting home runs in that ballpark, getting on base, stealing bags. It's just a matter of health in the end. It's always been a matter of health because when he plays, he goes on these spurts and he's viable. He's been a classic hitter that you can stream. Mr. Jake Fraley is a guy that I'm in love with. And I'm, I'll even jump. I'll jump ahead of ADP for sure to get him because I don't want to miss out on him. I'm really excited about Jake Fraley's potential to be your fourth or fifth outfielder, yeah. but return Ian Happ ADP level value, like around 148 value, at least, if not more. 15 home runs, possible 12 to 15 steals, uh, should be a decent average with, you know, the fact that he doesn't, his strikeout rates have just dropped. And he finally has this chance to like get the opportunity to start and play you know get close to 500 uh plate appearances so i i like it especially as a a fourth outfielder deary looking sharp today says patrick oh he looks like he looks every time he's on the show i don't understand <laughs> what is this shit about the basement again chad says deary's basement is messing with me because you guys are on so early but his basement just screens at 6 p.m what does that mean it's 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 because of the lighting down there the recessed window in the basement is on the other side and then we have this like massive light that only like comes straight down on me and i don't turn any of the lights on behind me so uh there you go look at a bigger view that's deary in his basement you guys absorb it take it all in yeah you get it good look <laughs> last week i think it was or two weeks ago chad said something about you looked like you lived in a fast food restaurant which i didn't get at all <laughs> Don't. I had like I mean look at what's behind me. I it's mean sports it's, it's yeah, it's like Charles Woodson and like Tiger stuff and Yankee stuff, the Fab Five over here. A picture of my wife when she's like five years old. It's, yeah. Come on. Fast food. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're getting that from, but you do look sharp today. You always look sharp, Deary. Deary's a sharp dresser, he's always looked classy and well stated. Yeah, you're a classy yeah. guy. All right, give me another guy. Who's your boy blue this year, dearie? Give me a boy. Who's your blue? My boy, blue? Blue. blue boy? No, boy blue. Who's my boy blue in 2023? You know, there, oh, so many people talk about like third base scarcity and grab a third baseman early, which which I agree with. But I've been waiting because there's a guy that I'm getting around 180 that I like waiting. a lot. Um, I like Alec Baum this year. I mean, this is his Ooh. third full season. He's still only 26 years old, just like Josh Naylor, just like Nico Horner. Um, apparently, he's put on 15 pounds of muscle in the offseason. I think he has three home runs right now. If he can turn 
those home runs into 20 to 25. He's going to give you a good average. He might end up with 90 runs, 90 RBIs. If he can find a way to get out of the seventh spot in that lineup, I hate that he's batting seventh. What if he can move up to the fifth spot in that lineup, by which I like a, a ton more. But looking at what he did last year, that K rate dropped nearly 10%. He's a high BABIP guy. Launch angle improved to the to the best of his career as well. He's going to give you a solid 275 batting average. Um, so he's going to be a solid contributor for you. Maybe not as your first third baseman. I think he feels in great as a corner infielder guy. Um, but like I said, he's only 26 years old. He's starting to bulk up. I was a big time prospect. I like him for that ADP that he's going near right now, 180 to 200. I think he's a solid find that I don't think he's going to have like a terribly bad season where like, you know, I think the floor for him is just fine. You know, 270, 15 to 20 home runs, 80 RBIs, you know, 75 to 80 runs, but the ceiling could be really, really nice. I like Alec Baum this year. Okay. Well, you said it. Chad also agrees with you. He says, Baum is my third base number one. So I'm with Deary on the hype. You got somebody who agrees with you. How about that? That's got to feel good. Yeah, because I know everything. That's why. Yeah. I do. He does. I do. I know it all. It's true. Uh, you know what, Deary? We blew the show. I mean, God damn it. Why? This is what happens when we get rushed. We didn't even talk about Glarf. We just did Glarf, and we didn't go to Chicago and what happened in the snowstorm. We're idiots. Why don't we think of these things? Well, we got like 10 minutes before you got to go here. <laughs> I know. It's stupid. The Glarf was last weekend. We told you guys the Glarf draft was coming up. We were supposed to go to Chicago. Glarf is the Great Lakes area. Roto Fantasy League, which is a part of Earth, which is a giant overall tournament of more than 10 leagues now. I guess we have more than 10. It's gotten even bigger, covering every region of the United States. And I forgot to talk about it and put it in the pre-show notes. This is something we should talk about. We didn't end up going because we got dumped literally a foot of snow. It really was a foot of snow. It was. Last Friday night it happened. I couldn't believe it. it, Yeah, Yeah, it was bad. We were all gearing up to go, and then uh, we kind of had to pull the plug the night before just because we knew it was going to be a nightmare. And, you know, Marty even told us that morning. He was trying to drive out to Marty Tallman. He was trying to drive out to Chicago, and he was like, yeah, the – the highways are an absolute disaster. It's a sheet of ice. The craziest thing is by three o'clock that afternoon, everything had melted. Oh yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was super sunny when we woke up and it just slowly melted through the day. Stupid total trash. Chad says that Devers would be higher, but there's going to be like 14 (laughs) runs scored by the red sucks. The red sucks. Wow, dude. That's not very nice. Wow, dude. And Patrick brought up a good point here. J Ram is the number one third baseman, not, fucking bohm which is true it can't be alec bomb this is classic chad chad loves <laughs> to go over the top with this hyperbole yeah. you're not going to take alec bohm over jose ramirez are you dearie no of course not uh alec bomb okay uh, yeah no um jose ramirez is my number two player on the board and i have i have him in one league and the other league where i had the number one pick i took acuna Chad says, I've never bought into J-Ram, and I will continue to fade until I'm right. I mean, you can keep fading. I mean, you're going to miss out on epic top 10 <laughs> fantasy seasons by a third baseman. So yeah. he's just being stubborn now. It's silly. Okay, that's fine. You be stubborn and silly, Chad. That's okay. I know what that like. I know how that feels. He said, I'd rather be wrong five years to be the first one right in the end. Oh, my gosh. You fucking funny, Chad. You sick bastard. Glarf. We drafted from home. Everybody else was there. The entire Michigan contingent was in Michigan, stuck in the snow. That includes me, Deary, Mr. Marty Tallman, who we love, and uh, our old buddy, Aaron Cummings. Shout out to all those guys. Follow 
Aaron on Twitter at Saber Tooth Tiger. Saber Tigers, S A B R. And follow Marty on Twitter. He's a great guy. Anyways, we all drafted for home while everybody else from Glarf and Indiana and the guys who were road warriors like Dave and Jake Hallisker. <laughs> they, they left Friday night, drove in the snowstorm, and they made it. They're, in, they're guys. You guys are bonkers. You guys are insane. You guys are road warriors, road dogs. Congratulations. You one upped us. But they were all there in Chicago. Sarah Sanchez hosted. Thanks, Sarah, for doing that. Sorry we weren't there. I promise we got to be there next year, or maybe we just need to quit the league. But the draft, I thought, went okay. How did you feel about your Glarf draft, Erie? I drafted from the 15th spot. Uh, went Freddie Freeman, Corbin Burns, and then my next, like, several picks. We bookended guys it, Because yeah, I was the I one. Went, you were the 15th. Yeah, third, fourth, and fifth round, I went with guys that really were not on my radar to draft. And I'm like, let me switch things up here. I took Jazz Chisholm. I took Cedric Mullins. Um, you know, Bregman's my guy in my OBP leagues. I, obviously, I get very nervous in the, you know, with, with you know, injuries with Bregman. He's had a, a slew of them. I took a guy that four years ago I said was going to be out of the league by now. I took Byron Buxton. I had took Byron Buxton in the eighth round. I've taken him in like three drafts right now because I'm like, you know what? Maybe he plays 110 games and can give me a bunch of home runs and some good counting stats. But like he also could just blow up, strike out 35 percent of the time and get injured again. Um, but overall, I think I like my dra- I like my draft. I like my pitching. Um, relief pitching is the one thing that like I'm really struggling with. I have Ryan Helsey in a, in a lot of leagues and I don't love it. He had was amazing last year, but like there's no way he's replicating that. He was throwing harder than he ever did last year. He also had nine wins out of the bullpen. I have a lot of him, and I don't like it. But overall, I, I, I love I think him. I like he should my, be fine I, with that. He's incredible. Yeah, and uh, in another league, I took uh, him and Ryan Presley back to back, and uh, that was actually mm. the Plazo pod. pod genius, and genius, I actually genius. didn't want to draft Helsey. Um, I was look. I had somebody else in my queue. I can't even remember um, that I was looking. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna press the button on him. But I had Helsey at the top of the screen, and I thought it was the guy that I was like researching and looking at. And then I pressed draft, and I'm like, oh fuck! I took Helsey right after I took Presley, and I was like pissed about it, and it fucked me up for like the next three rounds because I was like, oh, I screwed up. Like, why did I do this? This is a total nightmare. Um, oh yeah, I was trying to take O'Neill Cruz. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> ah, good call. That's who and, I got. And then right after that, right after Helsey, I took Buxton, and I was like, "Oh my god, what am I doing? This is just awful." And then I feel like I got it all back together in like rounds ten through fifteen. I took some guys that that I, that I like a lot, you know, a Ty France, a Brandon Nimmo, you know, nice counting stats from those guys. Brady Singer as my my SP four, so I felt like I got it back together. But I was all out of sorts for like three or four rounds after that Helsey back to back pick with Presley. Yeah, you should be embarrassed. You might have been fired. You know your locker at the club, Bob. You're fucking fired! I hope that doesn't happen to you, because I still think you had a good draft. I took O'Neal Cruz there at the beginning of round five. Remember, it's 15 teams. Those of you that can't watch this live, again, if you listen to us in podcast form, you can see us live on the YouTube channel, which you should subscribe to, and you can see the board right now that we're showing. I feel pretty good about it. I started with Acuna, and Ember, I'm one overall. Acuna, Sandy Alcantara, Randy Rosarina. We'll see if I regret the Rose Arena pick. I could have no, no. I, I could have I, taken I like Michael that. Harris the second, but I don't believe Michael Harris the second is gonna, you know, pop again. Yeah, I have a, I have a Ro- I have a Rose Arena over him. We we've seen a Rose Arena for a few years now. I think we know exactly what we're gonna get from him. I mean, the problem is though that Jake Hallisker, who's a genius, he's a wizard when it comes to this stuff. I I respect the hell out of Jake Hallisker. He knows exactly what he's doing. 
And he's the one who took Michael Harris a second. So it makes me wonder, oh boy, do I know what I'm doing? Did I make a mistake? I'm not saying that Michael Harris II is going to be bad this year. I'm, I'm just, he comes out hot. He's a rookie, wins rookie of the year. It's an incredible season, shows power and speed, hits for average. Maybe he's just going to be this guy always, but I'm a little, little concerned about it, and I want to see it one more time. And maybe that'll burn me. But I know with Randy, I'm going to get the guy who he generally is. Yeah, I, I get I've talked about this so many times in other pods. It's just like the hype train. And I try to stay away from the hype train. I I try to get guys that I know what I'm getting from them. And then, you know, later on in my draft, I'll go towards that hype train. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's a little bit of a taste of this draft board from Glarf, which we did last Saturday. want to talk about it more, but uh, I want to talk about a couple more guys before we get out of here. Because what we do here is... To do it for you, we bring you the show here on the Palazzo Podcast. True L's to Z's. And Josh Rojas is another one of my guys. Now, I'm a little, little uncertain how I feel about this at the moment because I've been looking around and maybe questioning things because somebody hit me up about Josh Rojas and says, why do you like Josh Rojas? Why do you like him to have more power this year? And when I started to investigate it, my best example was that he had a three-dong game last year. Now, this was at Wrigley Field on a Friday last May. Josh Rojas and the Diamondbacks were taking on the Cubby live at Wrigley Field on a classic Friday afternoon day game. And he hit three home runs that day. And I'm like, damn, that's awesome. But at the same time, he's the type of guy who goes to Wrigley Field and takes advantage of the wind and then doesn't hit many other home runs the rest of the year. I just feel like there's a little more pop in his back because he raised his launch angle a bit. He's trying to put the ball in the air more. And if the ball comes back at all from the dead, dead ball it was last year, also, I think Rojas will be at the top of that lineup. Even if it doesn't happen right away again, I'm willing to be a little patient. He hit leadoff about 46 times, I think, last year. I like Josh Rojas. If stolen bases are more common than a guy like Josh Rojas at third base versus... Brian Hayes, who's a third baseman who could steal. They, in fact, those were the two guys at third base outside of J-Ram who stole at least 20 bases, right, last year? I think there's more yeah, power in Rojas' back. Yeah. So I, I'm little, I'm slowing down a bit on, like, if he's my boy or not. You're my you know. boy, bro! But right now, I'm still going to say that Josh Rojas is my boy for 2023, and I think he's a guy you could wait because his ADP is around 200, and he could be your starting third baseman. Love it. Yeah. I mean, he's your guy. It's like, I think it's like two, two, two or three years now that Rojas, you're always talking about Rojas. It's like anytime we've had like streaming shows, it's like, okay, Rojas is available. I'm going after him. Uh, Famous Jason says, do you believe in the Jared Kelnick hype? We actually talked about this in the leading off segment a little bit earlier in the show. Do we make it clear though? For me, the Jared Kelnick hype, I think it's worth a flyer, but I don't want to if his price rises and rises and rises, I don't want to take the risk on that when I can take guys that are much more trustworthy in the outfield over Kalnick. But am I buying into the hype? I always believed the hype. I was really sad that he wasn't as great as we thought he would be, but he's still only 23 years old, like we said earlier. So, yeah, I, I think I am. I think I'm buying into it because the Mariners know what they're doing. Who do you like more, Jesse Winker or Jared Kalnick? <laughs> I'm looking at guys that are kind of going in similar spots. I think I'll take Kalnick. Uh, Winker Winker could revive his career in Milwaukee, but the shit that happened last year off the field and how he acted and what got him basically 
kicked out of Seattle, it looked bogus, but I don't know if Scott Service was the wrong fit for him as a manager or not. I can't prove that. So I'm willing to give him a little bit of leeway, but OBP League, I think I'll take Winker. I really do. But Roto, I'll go Kelnick. Garrett Mitchell or Jared Kelnick? I think this is a good one here. That's a great one. Holy shit, that is a tough one. Garrett Mitchell, also a first-round pick. Both him and Kelnick have solid prospect pedigree. Prospect pedigree. Prospect pedigree. Prospect pedigree. Prospect pedigree. That's a tough one. <sighs> I think I got to go <laughs> Kelnick, although I do like what Mitchell can do. The question is, will there be power right away? Are we going to have to wait on power from Mitchell? But if he scores a lot of runs, steals bags, and gets on base, it hits for quality average because he makes good contact. That's a guy you want. And Kelnick has to show that he's not going to whiff, 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 whiff. And we don't want to be prisoners of the moment here with Kelnick in the spring training hype. Wow, dude. Yeah, it's like round like 15 team leagues rounds like 17 through 20. It's like guys that were stars three, four, five, even a decade ago. You got your like Charlie Blackman's, Marcelo Zunas, Will Myers. And then you got these young kids like a Kelnick. Uh, a Garrett Mitchell's, a Jake Fraley, uh, Austin Hayes. Uh, this is where like you can really win your leagues because you got to hit on some of these guys. This is like the the most important part of my drafts. I feel like is fifteen to like round twenty. Like, can yep. I get five guys that hit? That's a great point. And actually, some of you guys in the live chat here are making great points. I love the live chat. This makes the show that much better. Chad says that Mitchell has been arguably better in spring training and has some five-cat upside, so I lean Mitchell. Joe Hook says, what's up, Joe? Good to see you, bud. Mitchell gets you the speed floor. Kelnick, who knows? And actually, that's a really good point. I'm starting to think about depth as well and how many players Seattle has. Seattle's loaded. It seems like they've just added and stockpiled more and more players just to be prepared in case things don't work out with certain players. And maybe Kelnick's one of those guys again. And it seems like Mitchell has a much clearer pathway to consistent playing time, and that might bump me up. I think I might actually go Mitchell over Kelnick based on that. But, boy, it is really tough to make that a clear. Like, I don't want to lie to you guys. I'm not going to bullshit you and say, it's very clear-cut that it's Mr. Garrett Mitchell of the Brewers over Jared Kelnick of Seattle all day, every day. It's just not that crystal clear right now and there's not a lot of data that says you know what he's our guy don't want to get caught up in the moment Ugh, this is i'm gonna think about this i'm gonna stew on this and actually i might write about this for groove with Govier next week because this is a interesting topic yeah and it's two teams that have obviously playoff aspirations and it's like do you want these guys to fail at the major league level do you want them to fail down low i mean both teams have like veterans backing them up as well so it's i mean you know aj pollock is in seattle now you know sam Haggerty, which i feel like has been a prospect forever there is is still there you know dylan moore is still there in seattle so like there's, there's like four or five guys in the mix if it doesn't go right for kelnick exactly see that's a that's a great point all right well we almost gotta go dearie give me another guy real quick give me another guy who's your boy blue so boy, we can get you on the record one more time yeah, I mean, my guy's Carlos Rodon. I have him as my number four starting pitcher overall. I unfortunately haven't been able to grab him yet, but I absolutely love Rodon this year. Heading over to New York, I think possible 17, 18 game winner. You know, he real he lived up to everything that we thought he was in that 2021 season last year. He was absolutely fantastic in San Francisco. And I think he's going to repeat it in New York this year. And he's just climbing up boards right now. So if you can have the opportunity to get Rodon as your number one, go ahead and grab him because I think he's going to be fantastic this year. Who? What? Carlos Rodon. I have him as my number five SP. 
big contract, Yankee Stadium. I'm I don't know why, but I love Rodon the last couple of years, and I took him and made hay from Carlos Rodon's production. But I'm I'm suspect this year. I'm a little paranoid just because of some silly, silly mistakes of the past where certain pitchers and big contract guys came to New York and they didn't live up to the hype. But he's his slider always will play. His slider fastball combo is destructive. It always will be destructive. So, but why didn't the Giants resign him? I, I guess were they not willing to pay him as much money? Did they not want to go as many years? I need to investigate that further so I can understand it more because that is something that would give me pause. Yeah, and you know he's a guy who doesn't give up home runs unless he gets back to where he was in like 2017 with the White Sox when he was a young kid. I mean, that's he's putting been fantastic in my with suppressing home runs the last three four years here. So well, I, I think he's going to be fan. I think he's going to be fantastic in uh, in New York this year. Famous Jay loves his Yankees. Oh, boy. Uh, taking notes, says Famous Jay. Hell, yeah. All right. Deary, he likes what you're saying. Do we tell Deary? Has he not seen the news? Oh, Deary, I think you missed out on this. I didn't see the news. I just woke up today, and I work where worked, and I can't always keep up on the morning news. But he has a forearm strain, and he is headed to the I.L. When did this happen? <laughs> Okay. Wow. Well, I'm glad dude. I don't have. I, I'm glad I don't have him. Then. Are you shocked right now, Deary? What What can you say? Well, now I just feel like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you you wake up, oh, you do just, your life. Just, I mean, yeah, this just came out today. Yeah, it just came out today. So those of you that are hearing this or seeing this after the fact, realize that we just woke up. We tried to do the show, and we didn't just like. I didn't wake up and say, "All right, what's every MLB piece of news right now? Tell me everything." There are other things happening in my life, but that's why you guys are here to hook us up. Thank you. Hell yeah. UCL is supposedly intact, and it's just a muscle strain. Okay, so that's not, you know, it's not the end of the world. I don't think it's worth a Marv scream. <laughs> Maybe it is. Famous Jay's depressed, though, because he loves the Yankees. Sorry, Famous Jay. Glad to have you here today, my friend. <laughs> Hate to end it on a sour note, but we will leave it there. It is time to say goodbye. <laughs> God, there's more guys I want to talk about. So if you watch this show and you were expecting to hear nothing but us talking about who our boys were for this year and you didn't get enough of it, we'll we'll run it back. We'll run it back. We'll get right into it, I swear. We will cut the shit, and we will get down to business on the next episode. In the meantime, if you want to know more about who our boys are, you can go to the Discord for free. You can find that link on the Plaza Podcast Twitter handle, 2Ls2Z. Two two Follow C Deary 1999 on Twitter. MJ Govier on Twitter. And that's it. I got to go do some counseling now and help someone feel better and improve. So we're going to turn it over to the man, the myth, the legend. This is the official fantasy baseball show of Russell Crowe. We thank you guys for watching. Uh, see me tonight, by the way, 9.30 p.m. live on the NFBC High Stakes YouTube channel, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. I will be drafting a 12-team OC in real time. You want to see how it plays out, especially with the road on news today. How will that impact the draft tonight? It's going to have an impact for sure, my friends. We bid you adieu. All right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. 
And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs>